episode 57 of Evil Tea's Week Podcast. Uh, I'm Colin, this is Stu. Hey. Evening. Evening. We did. I know, we're, we're a bit late. <laughs> we were just too damn tired yesterday. Yep. That's not our fault, it was Tony Khan's fault. Yeah, that was a hell of a pay-per-view that went on to near six in the morning. Yep. It, like, literally by the time I got geared up on the bike, got home, got my gear off, got the bike parked, got the cover on it. I got undressed and got into bed. I think it was like 10 past six and I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But then I went to sleep <laughs> thinking, what a pay-per-view. Hey? It was pretty. Uh, so why don't we just get stuck in now? Since uh, that is the the big thing that's happened this week, mm. really. And to be honest, if you're a wrestling fan or not, folks, this is probably the biggest pay-per-view. I've, well, no, Manias are... Are Mania's as long as that? Uh, it can be longer. They split them into two days Jesus. now. So oh, I'm, right. I'm pretty sure right. taking pre-show into account, Mania at its longest was like seven hours of Oof. wrestling. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think this one was quite as long as that. It was close. It <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't too far off it. Uh, and if you don't like follow the wrestling, we've got drama. Everyone loves a bit of drama. Thrown oh, in there. that's right. That's, that's right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so pre-show, probably where, <laughs> where, where this fucking peaked for you. Uh, this we, was amazing, though. This was. Um, yeah, so we, we had announced that we would get uh, Tony Nese teaming up with uh, Smart Mark Sterling to take on Hookhausen after Tony Nese destroyed Dan, Danhausen in 30 seconds? 32 seconds. Damn. Um, so yeah, we get, we get a nice wee bit with uh, the, the Acclaimed and the Gun Club. Um, oh, that's right. They just come out to do a rap. Just mucking like about, that. having a fun. Oh, they, people love the acclaim too. Um, yeah, and then we get Taz on commentary for the for the match itself. Um, Taz has definitely lost weight. Yeah, he's, he's slimmed down. Oh, oh, wonder if he get ready to get back in. That'd be hilarious. Uh, doubt it, though. <laughs> Severely doubt it. He has really bad neck problems. Uh, but this match, this, this was pretty much spot on to what, like, exactly yeah, what you're expecting. Yeah, it, yep. it's. It was perfect for for what to get hook out there at Danhausen. wasn't too long. Um, it was fun. No teeth though. No teeth yet. <laughs> or tequila. No yeah. dancing or, or teeth in yet. But uh, I think the, the thing I actually this is going to sound so stupid, but obviously Danhausen's wrestling. What he's is he hitting the ten year mark? He must be getting closer. Um, and Hook's obviously just starting. But the story they're telling with this tag team is that Hook is training. Danhausen. So when Danhausen <laughs> was hitting the nice suplexes and all, you know, which he normally does, you know, if you've ever seen him before, Taz is sort of commentating and is like, oh, look, there's that Hookhausen training coming in now, uh, Excalibur and all. You must be proud of your son training someone else now. So, yeah, it's very well done that they're, it's almost like Danhausen's putting his own career on the back burner. Well, not the back burner, but it's, he's making hook like he's training him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Danhausen will help. Like not that, not that he needs it. It's hook, but it'll definitely help with getting, mm. getting hook over as well. Cause yeah, the, the crowd's crowd's well into this. You're into it. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. If you're not yep. into it, you're probably a miserable old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so completely well, good start uh, match. Nothing to do with what I just said. Uh, right after that, we get JR coming out. <laughs> I even honestly, he i did enjoy that uh, i don't know what his feeling of course uh only like you listen to the crowd that's all you need yep no one else thoughts matter if that crowd's going nuts everyone's enjoying themselves 
so well, this next match, I suppose we should address the MJF. Uh, so stuff's been going on with MJF and Tony Khan. There, there's been things leading up to this. Um, MJF went on Ariel Hawani's uh, podcast. Let's show Who is that, by the way? He does a lot of interviews with mostly MMA guys. Uh, think, of, think of him as Chris Van Vliet for MMA. Right. Um, so yeah, he he did an interview with him in in Carter, of course. Uh, you know, praised on yeah. that on we television. But uh, yep. the thing is, is uh, you're supposed to get any sort of and stuff like that signed off, which he didn't. For instance. Uh, which apparently led to them having a row backstage, um, and then they apparently sort of met again and talked it out, and it was all good. Um, and then there was the the rumors that MJF was looking for more money off, uh, but not look not wanting to sign any additional years. Uh, now he mm. currently had like a year and a half less current contract, um, and he wanted. Well, this is all fun rumors. He wanted ah, more money. For that period, no more years. Uh, Tony Khan being like, "I'll give you more money, but I want you to do." Yeah, you got to extend your contract if you want the more money. Like it's business one on one. Like yeah, yeah. Now he's been making reference to this, like uh, the contract signing with uh, with Wardlow. He, he said about twenty twenty four. Hell, he's been making reference to this since his title match with John Moxley back at All Out twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. Um, uh, and then apparently there was this uh, Tony Khan doing doing a media scrum in May, uh, or on the twenty sixth of May, where he he was talking about uh, a whole thing about uh, having the competition in places wrestlers can go and cross over and go to different promotions. Oh, it's good and you can do that now. Um, and he was talking about the Wardlow stuff uh, and MGF, saying he, he shared the the image of just being MGF's uh, thug, um, and it's a MGF's opportunity to air real life grievances, um, and and that he's just making the point like this real life side of it brings in uh, an odd dynamic that people enjoy. And MGF mm. tweeted, "Fucking lol, fuck this place, man." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get into this weekend. Uh, in Vegas, so on the 20th of May, that's the Saturday, uh, he no-showed a meet-and-greet, and this, uh, from all sides we're hearing, was not a work, this was not planned, mm. this was real, he was supposed to be there, apparently he was had been seen in a casino gambling and he couldn't be reached by phone, um, and then this this was all up in the air throughout Sunday. Uh, AEW privated the video that was hyping the the Wardlow match. Um, they also deleted a tweet that was hyping that match. Um, then shortly before the show, that stuff came back. Um, and then very first match of the pay per view is Wardlow versus MJF, uh, which mm. doesn't doesn't seem. Right, <laughs> doesn't seem the right placement for that. Uh, no. So it it seems like uh, this was pushed to uh, to the start of the show to get it done and out of the way. Um, and this ended up being pretty much just a glorified squash match, essentially. Yep, hundred percent. Who knows if it was always meant to be that or not? But yeah, MJF comes out, gets ten power bombs. Um, yep. 
He also well, there's a bit of shenanigans at the start where he's you know in and out of the ring and yeah, yeah. all his hair. Oh, I forgot that I mentioned all one of the other reports is that a plane ticket out of Vegas had been booked for MJF. Wasn't on that plane, and then as he got in the ring, he started like you know miming a plane flying about, and <laughs> fans started chanting, "He showed up! He showed up!" <laughs> yeah, so he uh, the match was pretty short. Power bombs to fucking oblivion uh wardlow gets finally officially quote-unquote signed with uh, AEW. um wardlow looking really sort of thanking the fans and that which is good but uh yeah the whole mjf thing's just hanging over this whole moment uh the one thing i will say at least at least he showed and he didn't just fucking do a quick right let's do one power bomb and i'm going home he still made out that he was still a prick he still gave wardlow his moment because I, I do, I've, I've heard people say backstage, him and Wardlow are good friends. They do sort mm. of hang out and all. So he wasn't obviously going to just fuck over his buddy. But obviously whatever is going on back there has been annoying him. And how he will be written out for a while now, I guess, is uh, he obviously left on a stretcher. He did, with yes. A big, with a big neck brace and all on him because he got powerbombed power with an inch of his life. And um, we're in the... AEW's doctor doesn't know how to how to yes, work. Put a face mask on. One of them uh, oxygen masks. Yeah, he had it over his eyes yep. for some reason. <laughs> uh, everyone must hate MJF that much. They're just not willing to give him oxygen when he needs it. <laughs> so Sean Ross up of uh, Fightful.com. He he reached out to MJF um, and he reported that MJF had told him that he showed up right before the match, left right after. Uh, and that he now has a lot to think about. Uh, so, yeah, as you said, he's being written off T for the at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, is is this whole thing... I, like, I, I don't think the whole thing's a work. Um, I know a lot of wrestling no. fans, no matter what fucking happens, oh, to work, to work. I think that's... Cody leaving to work still to some people. <laughs> I think that's swung the other way, whereas people would always be like, no, this is real, and they're being fools, and it is work, but now everyone's like, everything's a work. Nothing fucking mm. ever happens for real. Uh, but uh, at the same time, this could have been something real that's turning into a work. They're shooting themselves mm. into a work <laughs> with this stuff. I don't know, but... Yeah, he's still got all that time left on the contract, unless, you know, releases him. him he refused to comment that, uh, comment on it. He was asked about it at the you know the, the post pay per view media, media scrum. scrum. Um, I made a weird face when it came up. So, <laughs> <laughs> but again, that could be him just playing up to it. Yep. I mean, you definitely could turn this into something. Oh, definitely. Like I say, he's been talking about this for two years previous. So this could be just one of the big one of the one of the AEW's longest running stories ever. Like if, if this, if they turn it into something, just four years worth of this one story. But I guess the main thing is that we're glad he did show up. We're glad he gave Wardlow his moment. Yeah. Uh, definitely got the buzz going about the pay-per-view as well. Mm, even, true, if it, true, even if it wasn't for the right reason. Um, next up, we have the, the young bucks taking on the Hardys, uh, Caprice Coleman on commentary. He's a mm-hmm. ring of honor commentator. Uh, I He's guess I've cool called her too. Um, so this match, I think, was grand. Yeah, yeah. The the Bucks um, slowed themselves down. Um, they did to to match the Hardy's pace, um, which kept it on the rail. Mm-hmm. A disaster. Everyone sort of bumped within their means. I would say. Um, yep. Like you maybe like seen so 
Jeff's been doing recently. It's a lot of fucking hard bumps and at his age, what he's been doing, that's definitely for the best. Now, he does do one, uh, he does a senton onto the, the steps like he tried with... with uh, mm-hmm. um, With Darby? Darby, yeah. But he hits it this time. Yep. But yeah, I, I like the part with the them uh, the Hardys just on their knees and the fucking super kicks for days. As <laughs> as we were saying, the match was grand. Um, I still am not sure about Jeff. I don't mean that as in like he's he's no good. I just mean I don't know if he's I don't know if he's just got really good at selling or he gets gassed quickly or. There is something not quite right that he is really nursing and maybe shouldn't be and maybe should take yeah. time. Yeah. I he was definitely spent a lot of this match on the ground. Yep. Um and sometimes on the ground in really awkward places. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe not looking oh. the most comfortable. Uh no. But yeah. it, it's it's can be hard to watch as well, like trying to get up onto the turnbuckle and you're mm. that, that does not look easy what you're doing. Um Yeah, you look at right. What age is Jeff? I don't Forty. Jeff Hardy. Forty-four. Right? Jesus. Ages Daniels. No, not Daniels. I was about he's to forty. S- he's he's a year older than Punk. Think about it. Well, Punk, Punk took seven years off as well. He is the same age as EY. Mm. And EY gets onto the ropes pretty goddamn comfortably <laughs> and comes <laughs> off them really damn comfortably. Here's one. He's twenty years younger than Sting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And which one of them looks more comfortable doing this stuff? Yeah, it's mad. As much as we give uh, take the piss out of his thing, uh, a super thing, he definitely looks a lot more comfortable than Jeff. There's no denying that fact. But as we said, the match was grand. Uh, Matt definitely did the majority of the work, I think. That's always been the with so. Yeah. I think Matt's... I know, I know when, in their younger years, people say Matt lived in Jeff's shadow, but... I don't know. I've always kind of preferred Matt. Yeah, I think Matt's done more interesting than Jeff. Mm. Like, Jeff is always the one that got the mention in that. Yeah, yeah because of the crazy antics and all that there. But uh, but if you actually sit down and look at it, it's like, yeah, Matt's definitely the better of the two. Mm. Definitely can, the better worker. Yeah, he can do more than just jump off big things. Uh, Although, probably, uh, we should... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, we should probably point out that Nick Jackson is a better Jeff Hardy than Jeff Hardy, though. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, that, that whole part on the, the rampage before, like, Hardy's been calling them Hardy, uh, the, the Bucks, Hardy Boys cosplayers. Uh, so, so they just went and fucking did it. Did an entire match <laughs> dressed as the Hardys. Uh, not just dressed as the Hardys, doing all their moves. Literally just doing every single Hardy move and everything. It was sheer genius. Yeah. Enjoy that. It to was, the point, it was very, very the point where Cutler was just as leader <laughs> with the thong and, of and course, everything. Oh, can we forget fucking Gangrel? That's right, Gangrel and his ricket legs. Where the fuck do you find this guy? Oh, so many Jesus. mean things that much. Like the uh, like Matt uh, going up to the top rope and then going, oh, wait, and slowly getting onto the second rope and going, yep. going for that whole thing. And then all he does is like an elbow. <laughs> doesn't do anything that big. even at the start when he got in the ring he done the whole famous Matt Hardy fall over. I can't remember when it was but I remember Matt Hardy trying to get into the ring and falling over aye 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 that was on Smackdown years ago he does it does his it? V1 thing and just like topples over the top rope that's that's <laughs> what the reference was there um also thought the 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 impaler that uh, Cutler took yep. from Gangrel Jesus Christ that looked good that, looks that really actually did good. look fantastic. I'll give it that. Got some height on it. Um, 
But yeah, back to the double or nothing match. So this was all good up until the fucking end with the Hardy's win. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't agree with that at all. I'm not normally one to complain about the results of a match, but Jesus Christ. How? Like, that's Sting-esque. Well, obviously, to me, it's, let's be honest, the Bucks genuinely are huge Hardy fans. So to them, this was probably like, yeah, we're getting beat by our heroes. Amazing. Or, I don't know, maybe they have something else planned. One apiece um, from Ring of Honor. One win each. Is that what it is? So, well, now it's two, the Hardys are ahead to one. Oh, right, right, right. Does that mean we're, we're going to get another match? Maybe. And you have to ramp it up. Oh, Jesus, um, a t- I mean, are they going to do a TLC? Is that the best idea? I don't know. No, I don't think it is, but it could be where it goes. Mm. I didn't even think of that. Anyway, TBS Championship match. Jake Cargill take it on Dark Order. No real build to this one at all. It was kind of cool to see the Zinyata or the Zitana get up back again. Yeah, from Anna J. Her breaking that out. She was asked about that before. Maybe. <laughs> um... It was fine, I suppose. Um, Jade is still not really there in the ring, and I don't think Anna Jay has the experience to, to get a good matchup. No. Um, yeah, and she does that... Uh, what's her finish? Oh, uh, that uh, jaded. Yeah, she does that off the top rope again, like she tried to do uh, against Ruby. Ruby Soho, and it still can't do it. <laughs> no. Just, I don't know if she's just too awkward with it or she genuinely doesn't have the strength to do it. I don't know, but it's just not working and she needs to stop. It could be a she also thing. needs to stop doing that. Well, that's what I was thinking. But she also needs to stop trying to fucking do a really awful version of Jeff Cobb's finisher. Just pack <laughs> it in, dude. Stop it. Stop it. Don't ruin the tour of the islands for me, you fecker. You. We get... Uh... Mark Sterling coming out again, uh, and we get to see John Silver. <laughs> Brian Buster him to death, and then just fucks off. It's the way Prance when he's come out. <laughs> it's like it's like this giant mischievous man child who knows he's about to end this man's life. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so he, twice he's did that to him now, isn't it? Hope he keeps doing it. <laughs> it is pretty funny he just comes fucking prancing out like that all laughing away to himself <laughs> got a brain buster this guy uh, we get a, no we, we we get a few um mm-hmm. we get uh stokely hathaway oh that's his name uh so he comes you know in. who this dude was he's some wwe guy right um i'm not sure right i'll be honest i uh, i didn't know who it was i know but uh Malcolm Bivens is what's called into most. Anyway, I, I I really haven't seen stuff he's done. So he was managing uh, a group called Diamond Mine, which didn't really take off. Could see uh, all sacked. Oh, okay. Except, except for uh, Roderick Strong, I think it was his his group. Um, one of his ring names is Chuck Taylor. Can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes out to strike Anna, uh, which alone here. The bodies are there, so we start to get the beat down. Get um, Chris Statlander coming out for the save. They're still outnumbered, and we get another debut. Athena, who was mm. Ember Moon in WWE, so she has signed with AEW. She sort of square off with the bodies. Uh, Ember Moon's very, very she's got. I hear really, she's a good get. Really nice. I'm sure it's some soft top rope flips rounds a stunner. Um, right. And it looks wow. really impressive. Yeah, that's that's a good addition. Division, now they just need to give them more TV. T- yeah, definitely. 
Well, here's hoping now that the division is getting bigger and a bit more stacked that they do give them a couple of matches per episode now. Yeah, the talent's there for sure. Um, right, now we start to get into good stuff. Death Triangle versus the House of Black. The match we've been waiting for fucking... I can't even remember how long. Yep. It has it did been... did not disappoint. It didn't. Um, this match pretty much made up for all the... the Fucking delays and messing about. Um, False starts, shall we say. <laughs> Which, like, Phoenix got injured, so, you know, what can you do there? Yeah. Aye, this match was... Um, Aye. House of Black looking fucking amazing. Uh, corpse paint. Aye. All three That's of them. Right. Um, you also had Death Triangle with Penta's son coming out in full Penta gear. <laughs> That's right. It's like a wee mini Pentagon. Yeah. Someone shrunk Penta, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, this is such a hard-hitting match. A um, lot of flips and dives. A uh, lot of very, very stiff kicks. Um, yep. Brody King looking like an absolute fucking monster. And he, he kicked out. Uh, all three of them were pinning him, pinning him at once. Yep. And he kicks out. Aye. He'd been hit with a black arrow, too. And he kicked out. Um, no, no, it wasn't a black arrow. Uh, it was a... It was the 630. Sorry. Yeah, it's and, and when was... Jesus... Someone's getting murdered sorry. over there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. That's just I normal in Stu's house. Normal sounds. <laughs> Completely normal sounds in my house. A <laughs> boy tried to escape from that room. I had to sort him out there. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah um, but I, they were making Brody just look like a beast. He yeah. Is, to be fair, he is, he is the, the, the big hitter of the, the group. So to make him looked like that it was just kind of nice well not necessary but definitely adds to him that he's this just unstoppable he's the the hard hitter of the group out of a group of hard hitters he's the hard hitter which is a scary thought <laughs> um not to take away from uh buddy matthews malachi black at all ah. everyone look fine in this match mm-hmm. um and we finally get the other thing we've been waiting for mm-hmm. um so who was it pack was about to go pack was Yep. Yeah. For the the black arrow, you would assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the lights go out. And we're all like, "Oh, is it happening?" And the lights come on, <laughs> and there's someone else in the ring. So uh, Julia Hart has finished her transformation and gives a uh, yep. gives Pack a black mist, which uh, allows Malachi Black to give him the 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 black mask kick and win. Uh, House Black win. Um, yeah, Julia Hart's got the she got her whole I fucked up eye wearing a black turtleneck. Yep. I like how hers is the opposite of Malachi's eye. Mm. So that's that that was very cool. Um I we've been waiting this for ages and I'm finally glad she's she's obviously not been doing it a lot recently, but just getting her out of that whole cheerleader shit. Um, yeah. and and actually make something over. And it's funny we were talking about this the other night and it's just I was thinking about this yesterday. Obviously Going back, going backward a wee bit here. Jade's obviously she's meant to be a heel, but the fucking fans love her, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been thinking about who takes that title from her. That title's coming to the House of Black. You think so? There's two. That would be a good thing. <laughs> I it 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 would be, but um, there's two very like I think Statlander or Athena would be well within a shot to take that offer. I think. Aye, aye. I just think that's the. Statlander, mm. especially Statlander's uh, re- ready. Good one. She, she's ready for something as well because, like, she has just got better and better with every passing day. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I, I'd like to see her get a title run. Like, 
uh, TB, TBS title like or the world. Yeah, I, mm. I think I definitely think she de- she deserves it. So yeah, that 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 match that that those match that just felt good, and you just completely forgot how sort of like half ass balls up the whole angle was for just being like stretched too thin over too many weeks and it was like die the fuck that this was worth it (laughs) so she got this match at the end fucking fantastic eh? uh and this this here is the case they need trios they just do yes because like it's not it's nothing like normal tag matches a whole different dynamic um because you know, you have six guys, so you can just go non-stop. You don't have to worry about selling, because when someone's selling, some two other guys are doing something else. Um, mm. And and if you like, you know, the fast pace, just uh, balls out crazy matches. This is this is where they are uh, in trio stuff. Yep. Uh, so like tagging went out the window in this, and I didn't really care. <laughs> Rick <laughs> but Knox that's is finding a good trios match. <laughs> Rick Knox is standing there like a spare duck. Hey? <laughs> He's just there to count to three. Because you're not telling anyone to get out or doing any five counts or anything. <laughs> but suppose if you imagine being Rick Knox and you're like thinking to yourself, I have to tell these boys to do this properly, you know, you know, one in, one out, and you look over one side of the ring and you've got Malachi, Brody, and Buddy, and then you look over the other side of the ring and you've got Penta, Pack, and Phoenix, you're like I'm not telling any of these boys what they do. <laughs> Fuck it. Ain't dealing with the Bucks for so long, he'd be better at this, but yeah. <laughs> ah, don't let the Bucks aren't going to murder his soul. <laughs> don't let the uh, the rules get in the way of a good. True, true. Uh, so we got our first Owen Hart Foundation tournament final, the men's. Um, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. I did not notice because I, I watched I watched it again uh, yesterday. Um, I didn't notice mm-hmm. Mike Mike Kyoto was the referee. Oh, did I, you? I, oh, I, a couple of uh, they were talking about it at the start. I I, I don't realize that these were like when we're all together. You kind of maybe don't listen to the commentary as much as you would if you're sitting by yourself. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, you know, Mike Kyoto there. Um, mm. he would have worked with Owen in the past. Yep. Uh, this match was. Okay. It was grand. It was grand for the two guys. Um, maybe a little underwhelmed. Or are we all just disappointed with how this turned out and who was in the final? I don't. I, that sounds awful. I don't think Joe and Cole are already massive, massive, massive name. Um, yeah. I don't think either of them needed this. Where, oh, like I say, if we had a had, if we had a had Kyle O'Reilly, him winning would have been. But then I suppose, as some people are saying, you want a big name for your inaugural winner as well. That's one way you can justify it, and you know mm. they they really wanted to do like well, it's not really spoilers has happened, but they they really wanted to have Adam Cole and Britt Baker there at the end winning yeah. this thing. They wanted that butter mm. couple thing. That as it's really obvious. Um, yeah, the Kyler Riley one it would have been a nice story, but that's not what we got. We got this. Yep, uh, this match was was grand. Um, there's nothing. Nothing stands out about it really. It's uh, just a good decent match. I wouldn't have had Bobby Fish come down. No, that was the one thing that kind of annoyed me about it because. You think to yourself then that he that he taint the victory? Yeah, and it's supposed to be this like tribute to Owen. Um, Owen mm. probably would have cheated those. <laughs> that was his car. Owen was the best fucking wee smarmy shit heel 
yep. <laughs> like he was. Um, so yeah, maybe Owen would have done that as well. Uh, yeah, we had Adam Adam Cole gets the the boom eventually and pins. Hmm. Hi. <laughs> so uh, Hi. next match is um, Brett Baker versus Ruby Soho for the, the other final. Um, we have to sit and listen to Rich Ward from Fozzie play along to your music and he didn't make it sound any different. Nope. But, but to make, on the flip side... <laughs> to make up for that, we got to hear Rancid <laughs> play Ruby Soho to play Ruby like, Soho to the ring playing Ruby Soho, yep. the song. And they, they just didn't play a bit of it. Like, they played the whole goddamn song, which was class. Yeah, if you're gonna have Rancid there, you play the fucking song. Like, mm. oh, stop there, boys. Um, a lot of interesting music-based shit happening. I'll say a lot. Yep. That's two. Um, Rebel and Jamie Hader get sent backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yes, is... They make it a good old one-on-one. Yep. Which is uh, exactly the point we were making why uh, why Bobby Fish shouldn't, mm. she really shouldn't have come out. Um, yeah, so we're going to get a fair competition here. This was more of a match than the uh, than Shit. the men's. That I'm guy's out again. Phone. Sorry. Uh, yeah, work I'm on muted doing your knots. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> Fuck me. I thought it'd be funny to pick that text on and now it's just a pain in the arse. <laughs> so long i know <laughs> sorry sorry right. so yes this was definitely a better match than the men's final uh, yeah um I, I we're sort of in the 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 same situation though it's like it's not really yeah. the final anyone wanted to see again um, brit didn't need this i know we were talking about this is is is, is there too much brit but but again i don't know it's, if there's too much brit but she is really good She's fun. Yeah. She's she's the best on the mic, hands down. That's out of the woman. Well, true, true, true. You couldn't you couldn't anyone better than her. Um, and I know Jade's got a ton of charisma as well. Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And unlike Jade, she can get through a match if she is the right opponent. Opponent and Ruby mm-hmm. Soho is the right opponent to have. Yep. Um, but yeah, the uh, again the the problem comes up is as you said, Baker didn't need this. Ruby, you could argue, yeah, because she's had, mm-hmm. how many times has she been like, oh, you, you get the big match and yep. you, you come up short every time, unless they're, they're going to turn that into a story. Maybe. And do something with It'll, it. They definitely have to do something weird because she's she's always climbing to the top of the mountain and falling before she reaches it. Yeah. It's kind of the thing she's been doing since she arrived. Yeah, yeah, sort of turned her into the, the just the just the always the the challenger that never actually gets there. Mm. Um, it would have been funny to see <laughs> like, doing the the end of it that Adam Cole and Ruby Soho just randomly like, well, here we are, yep. um, as the winners. <laughs> uh, but nah, Baker Baker won this one. Uh-huh. Do the whole uh, the whole thing with her trying to do the lockjaw. Yeah, why does no one close their mouth? Just Abaddon. She's trying to do it. Well, Abaddon was like, I go. I'll bite your fucking fingers. (laughs) I love when she even got her into the position. Abaddon just sort of looked around at her and started chomping. Like, go on, let's see you. Yeah, Britt Baker gets the win and actually helps Ruby up at the end there. Yeah, yeah, there's a wee bit of sportsmanship. Yeah, she wins with a roll-up too. Then after that, we have our our presentation. Uh, Tony Khan comes out with uh, Martha Hart. Um, Owen widow, obviously. Um, mm. she gives a, a speech about Owen and hats, hats and wrestling. One has to wear a hat next year. 
Uh, yep. I think she's trying to turn it into what's the horse racing thing where everyone has to wear a hat? Cheltenham. <laughs> everyone has to wear a silly hat. So yeah, so this is the Cheltenham of wrestling. Is that? Yep, I guess so. Well, I, well, I they do say uh, horse racing is the sport of kings, so maybe she's trying to make it into wrestling as the sport of kings. Huh, that's a weird, weird way to to, to link that up. Um, mm. So uh, for the winners, we've got a belt uh, to represent the win, which they hold on to, and then there's one cup uh, which they get their names engraved onto. Belts are really nice. Would you like the belts? Yep. I thought they were very good. Now, do they give those like is that theirs or any year's time they hand them back and ah, no okay. i get they keep those belts um but they don't get to keep the trophy no no somewhere the big ass it looks like a big time trophy like uh, it's uh, it mm-hmm. all looked very good um yeah hopefully this gets the let's get big name to win it uh, as you were saying there you know put the tournament itself over by having the yep. winners be top people um and then maybe next year we can use the tournament to make someone's career aye or as you know new japan has its g1 you'll have other people from other promotions going oh i want to be in the owen yeah yeah which uh, would be cool uh but that we're talking about they'll think so so we'll move on to um give a shit about (laughs) other than oh it's just the max tag aye other than being an end to this whole thing um, so we have Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti um, versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Page Van Sant, which last week we were like, ah, that's not happening, is it? Though? Here we mm. are. But the thing we were looking at, it, it didn't have it as a mixed trios. It just had the mixed tag so, mm-hmm. because they definitely hadn't. A- nope. Uh, so the story, uh, is, this isn't much of a match. The story is basically... Um, Sammy and Ty can't keep their hands off each other during the match, which frustrates the fuck out of Frankie. Uh, to the point where he refuses to help, and they get the shit kicked out of them. Yep, he just leaves them to get fed. They fans and Sky and Page. I did enjoy like every five minutes, Frankie Kazarian starts shouting some variation to Sammy. You stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he does it so many times. <laughs> Like, Frankie is the I, only face in this match. Yep. I was like, why the fuck am I here? And how come he had to take the pin? Yeah. Oh, where were the other two? Were they, had they been annihilated right. outside so or something? what had happened right before that was Sammy super kicked Ty. Ah, yes. And was That's doing all, right. oh, um, I've killed my muscles. And I, that was, he was trying to super, super kick Frankie first. <laughs> he moved yeah, and got Ty. Uh, what did you think of Paige Van Zandt's first in-ring For stuff? her first in-ring, I thought she was grand. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, if, no, she's definitely better than most other MMA people that come over. Like, yeah, we've did. seen some MMA people come over, and they've been absolutely woeful. Uh, she did a, a few moves. We got a fucking Michinoku driver off her. Mm-hmm. Um, a very snug Michinoku driver. Yeah, fine. Um, there was a part where everything was looking like it was breaking down. It's like no one knew mm-hmm. what to do next, and Ty just grabbed the out of her and gave her a judo throw. Yep. That was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as we said there, Ty takes a super kick off Sammy, which allows Scorpio to get Kazarian and TKO, puts an end to this shit. Um, yep, at least it's all done. Oh, we forgot to mention as well that uh, Sammy Ty Kazarian had paid a visit to America Top Team oh, yeah. gym and stole a bunch of UFC belts. Yep. 
So Dan Lambert got those back. People love yep. stealing belts. It seems to be a thing in AEW. Do you know how to steal a belt? Yep, welcome aboard. <laughs> and then uh, a match that was just announced, uh, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Darby's looking for revenge because Kyle O'Reilly injured Sting. Be Say that him. again. Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> injured Sting. Wow. Kyle O'Reilly must be the toughest man in the world. He is. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there was probably not not much call for this this match to be on the pay-per-view, but like, yeah, Tony Khan was trying to get the pay-per-view to run so the main event wouldn't clash with the basketball game that was on, which doesn't make sense to me. You know, you're not going to buy a pay-per-view and just watch the main. You'll watch the whole, maybe not, but yeah. you'll watch. Yeah. Uh, but this was a really good match. This was very technical. It was. Darby just showing his range. Um, some Kelly Riley's stuff is just looks awesome. I love when he um, Darby did the dive to the outside and he gets him in the, the choke. Oh, Yep. No, this is obviously the second time he tried it. After the first time he turned the dive, it didn't. It didn't go too well. Oof. I don't know what he did. So he, he does. It's his his usual big mad where he runs and flings himself out of the ring backwards. And instead yep. of flinging himself through the ropes, he kind of flings himself at the mat, skids I, in a circle, and and it looked like he kicked kind of <laughs> like some rolling heel kick. See, thing. I thought his. I thought his foot caught one of the ropes and he just went flying around with it. He, he didn't have a choice. No, definitely. Uh, it wasn't intentional. It definitely wasn't. Um, no. So eventually you get, uh, you know, Kyle with his kicks just going to town on Darby. He, he grabs him by the chain. Yep. Um, Actually breaks it. That he wears around his neck, breaks it, and then drops a, a diving knee on him and, and pins him. Dar- uh, fucking I Kyle. thought it was... <laughs> That was pretty funny. Was it? Was it Excalibur? Somebody said about the chain being his unbreakable chain, and then Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly immediately breaks it. <laughs> yeah, um, fucking great match anyway. Uh, even though it didn't really Aye. have to. Uh, then we have the AEW World Women's World Championship match. Um, Thunder Rosa taking on Three and Deeb. Uh, this was a clinic. Hey? Yes, this was just. Holds reversals, fucking brilliant. Hey, um, octopus stretches. What do you call that one? Thunder Rosa does the cradle thing where she oh, that's so cool, h- hangs you by your own arms. Yep, <laughs> Just, uh, underneath that looked, her. That looked really great. Um, we get a kind of shit Texas Cloverleaf. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We, we see a lot of shit, uh, sharpshooter attempts all the way through this. Yep, um. So everyone wanted to do a sharpshooter because it wouldn't hurt, but uh, no one knows how to do a sharpshooter. I think Punk got mm. the closest. Yeah, Punk definitely got the closest. Um, it goes to show though. Everyone thinks, oh, the sharpshooter uh, can't be that hard to do. And you're like, uh, right. Yeah, it's not many people can do it, right? Dax. Mm. Dax. Yep. Dax Harwood Dax can do a sharpshooter. Um, yeah, this was just a technical man. Submission style. This is what you... Um, had you any, any uh, doubts in your mind that Thunder Rosa was winning? Always, uh, ah, it was always going to be. Yeah, it'd be kind of too early to to take it off. Thunder Rosa, what she mm. had like one. To- yeah, just the one so far. Hopefully, they start doing with her because mm. uh, she hasn't been around and being more. Yep. And then in the next match, uh, Justin Roberts got this part <laughs> as an announcement. Just ladies and gentlemen, stops. The shit is about to hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant it's the anarchy in the arena match Jesus Christ hey. he was not lying hey. this, this was insane 
madness. One of the most nuts matches has been on AEW, and that is fucking saying something. That is saying something. It was, it was like a stadium stampede, but a lot more violent. Yes. And less, less jokes and funny stuff. I would just pure fucking violence eh? now it was really good the way they did the they have jericho appreciation society come in first grand they look like a boat all dressed in white leather jackets and white trousers (laughs) and excalibur actually says they look like a boy band um and then we get a wild thing playing for john moxie but all the guys come in one at a time through the crowd from different points in the crowd uh which is very cool uh, all the wise wild things playing and then Jericho appreciation society goes out to meet them in the crowd they start fighting the crowd the song keeps playing so they're doing yep. a new jack style the music's just gonna keep playing until this match is over um it was really cool the crowd was really into it as well you notice when the, the yep. song ended they started it up again yep. the whole crowd <laughs> fucking pops for it starting again <laughs> And then, of course, our Jericho has to ruin the party. Yeah, Jericho got over to the side, smashed something. <laughs> the bastard. Uh, they actually got booed for it too, so you knew the crowd was <laughs> genuinely enjoying the music. Just aye, it's like the last time you saw something like that was New Jack. So it's something. Mm. It's cool. We throw back to that, especially like this match is going to be fucking bonker. Jesus, where do you start here with some of the things that happened? Um, there was a weird bit we Moxie and Jericho on the wee scooter that didn't really work. I uh, obviously something was meant to be done there, but they couldn't get it going. I was jet. I reckon that was definitely a Jericho spot, and Moxley yes. fucking sabotaged it on purpose because he was like, "This is fucking stupid." Ah, uh, is actually over the moon that it didn't go to plan. Uh, we've got Brian Danielson knocking the shit out of Angelo Parker with the cat, the f- fucking camera. Um, That's right. <laughs> we get a, a, a fucking street sweeper on uh, Hager from inside the ring through tables. Uh, Garcia and uh, Kingston beat the ever living shit each other through the concourse at the back. There's mustard everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, you buy that part, Garcia? Has the fucking belt around Kingston's neck and is just dragging him down the yep. fucking hallway. Nuts. And then you, the last time you see them is like they're in the freight elevator and the door's just closing. <laughs> it's like, well, Garcia's dead. Um, oh. There's some spots where the big ladder, Santa and Ortiz go off, big massive ladder and right. go through Parker and Menard. Um, and then Moxie and Danielson. Parker was cut up pretty early, wasn't he? Oh, fuck. He was bleeding heavy. He, crimson mm. mask. Uh, you see the big white eyes through it. Then mm. we get that. His the, eyes are massive. Danielson, Moxie eventually get Hager and Jericho into the uh, into the ring and do their elbows. You know the the fucking hammer mm. and anvil elbows to them both. And we get Danielson getting the labello lock on, and then an image that will stay <laughs> probably in AEW yep. all AEW's promo packages forever is fucking Eddie Kingston coming walking down to the ring looking like a fucking zombie just yep. blood everywhere carrying a uh, a petrol can <laughs> like, oh fuck it was haunting hey <laughs> he looked legitimately scary yes if you seen that coming <clears throat> towards you you would fucking leg it so the, the, the wee argument we used to have about you know Archer on one side Danielson and the other now you've got the uh, Maybe Kingston on another side. It's like, right, fuck this. I'll kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Rampage 2 is out. Moxie took the fucking ring apart. <laughs> he had the, the top rope right. and all. And, um, he brought out the barbed wire as well. But uh, yeah, so Kingston gets in, starts just pouring fucking what you assume is petrol over Danielson and Kingston. Danielson obviously uh, has issue with this. So he gets up and like... <laughs> He has the fucking matches in his eyes. He like knocks him out of his eyes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? The thing is, though, right? It goes to show you this this Blackpool Combat Club. There's a line they don't cross. <laughs> yeah. That line is called Eddie Kingston. Lighting fuckers on fire is probably. <laughs> Danielson Kingston go at it, but Moxley tries to break it up. But Hager fire throws him into the barbed wire uh, on the outside. Yep. Um, Jer- uh, Jericho hits Kingston with Judas Effect, then ha- gets Danielson in this really nasty looking single leg crab, mm. uh, while Hager uses the rope to choke him out and he stops each uh, Fucking nuts, man. I like, I like the way they do that in AEW. It's not like, right, uh, this is too dangerous, we'll stop it. It's like, no, he's, he's not responding. He is KO'd. You guys win. So, yeah. Yeah, great, crazy, great, crazy, crazy. Fucking brilliant match. Absolutely insane, but brilliant. We get a wee bit with uh, Andrade El Idolo, um saying he hits, ah, yeah, the, right. he, he hits the AFO. They're all losers. <laughs> They're all losers. Uh, and he needs he, somebody else that he has had Jose reach out to. There's a knock on the door. Uh, and this guy, Roosh, who is uh, another luchador. I haven't seen any of his stuff. Are you familiar with this guy mm. at all? Can't say I am. So I know he is a founding member of uh, in El Englobinales. In oh, all right, okay. Uh, so see that thing they did with a, he went to shake his hand and said he put out his fist and Johnny put mm-hmm. out his fist. That's their sort of sign thing. And, and there's the, one more, isn't there? There's one more and that would be Naito from New Japan. Naito. And we're mm. doing Forbidden Door. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> what might happen there? Uh, tag title match, uh, Jurassic Express, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, Keith Lee, uh, Swerve Strickland. Um, this was good. This was very good. A lot, of, a lot of crazy, crazy stuff here. Starks took a real fucking dodgy looking. Oh, he did. I, I legit was worried about him. Hey? Yeah. So he almost just landed on a part with Keith Lee <laughs> catching Jungle Boy. Giving him a power bomb into Luchasaurus, turned him into a weapon. Um, we we uh, also the the crazy fucking Keith Lee again, but it is that dive to the outside, seeing a man of that Aye. size. Like, I think you said that day. He's like, look at the size of him. He makes Pyro's Hobbs look small, and Hobbs and is anything but a small man. Yeah, and the way he moves doesn't make mm. any sense. Uh, there was one point where Starks was going for a pin at his foot on the feet on the top rope to get leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Cage got himself involved, which Taz was not <laughs> happy with. Nope. Uh, there's 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 something brewing here. Well, yeah, uh, I think we've been hinting at uh, uh, sort of Christian heel turn at some point. Um, didn't really show signs of it tonight. Well, actually, wait, I'm talking shite. They actually did. Do you notice what it was? I'm trying to remember back. So, uh, Jurassic Express win. Um, uh, they, they, they give oh, the, uh, their furniture. The tri- Tri- Triassic Express. Triassic Express. So they, they give out to, to swerve out of the corner after, um, Christian gets in the ring and he puts Jungle Boy on his shoulders. And, mm-hmm. and there's a part where Luchasaurus is like, Hey, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> 
dissent there. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely. Oh, I, oh, I definitely. Well, that's the thing. Christian, uh, Chris, people like Christian and Punk and things like that, they've said the one thing they want to do is help elevate the younger talent. So there'll be a, a rivalry between Christian and Jungle Boy, and fucking Christian's going to make Jungle Boy look even more of a superstar than he already is because Christian's been doing some of the best work he's ever done at this time of his career. Mm. Hmm. I'm Matt Adam Page versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. Um, crowd don't know what they do. No, the crowd are so <laughs> confused in this match. Can't just end up booing both of them. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, sort of booing whoever's got the advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was a really good match. Almost perfect. Almost. Yes. Uh, y- yeah. Punk's he's in his element. Uh, like yep. there's no no signs of any sort of ring rust anymore. He's just like firing on all cylinders and uh Hangman is always firing on all cylinders. When you think back mm. of his uh his run with the title, a lot of people like to say, Oh, he wasn't great because he wasn't seen as the big guy, but just look at the matches he had. Yep. Every single one. He had an hour long fantastic. match with he had an hour long match with Brian Danielson for God's sake. Yeah, uh, and this match was, was no different. This was as well. Um, pretty hard-hitting stuff. Uh, we Now, they've both been teasing, doing each other's finishers, which we get on here. Um, <laughs> Punk with the, the sharpshooter of the night, but not saying much. Um, <laughs> we, we do get Punk trying to do the buckshot laureate. And now, this is, this is where things don't go well. So he doesn't get flipped fully on the first one, uh, sort of just falls to his knees. Really good recovery by Hangman because he immediately gets yep. him up into the GTS position. Punk fights out. Yep. Uh, then he goes for the buckshot again. Um, fails to get the flip again. <laughs> the guy just goes f- and does the clothesline. <laughs> um, but fucking, <laughs> you could tell the first time he did it, it, did, like, it wasn't the most convincing thing. No. Uh, it, 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 it's obviously a very unique thing to flip yourself over the rope land to continue onwards and just close down someone's head off it's not something I ever th- I think Punk's even there's nothing that Punk does that's even close to that is there? no, no. yeah the way Hagman does that he, he can do the flip and the Lariat all in one motion whereas even when we saw Punk hit it a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite it was flip barely make it stop then Lariat Yep. So uh, where uh, Hangman's like it's it's a one smooth motion. That's why it looks so good. It looks like the flip mm-hmm. is giving him momentum, whereas Punk just looks like he's barely doing a flip and then doing a clothesline after. But yeah, uh, it's, it's more about the you know move stealing disrespect type of thing. Mm. But then we get a, a bit of bit of controversy. Um, we get, we have a ref bump. Um, I think it's I think it's when Page has. Punk up for a GTS, um, yes. and uh, the the referee gets hit with his legs. Um, uh, the title just happens to be in the ring because the timekeeper's desk got smashed. The referee just left the title in the corner for some reason. <laughs> Don't know why you would do that. And then Hangman has this whole thing where he's like looking at the title. He picks it up. He's like geared up to hit Punk with it, and he's like, "Fans were not happy." Eh? No. They're like, "No, don't do it, Hangman. You're better than this." Eventually, he comes to his senses, puts it down, uh, and gets GTS'd and pinned. Yep. And CM Punk is an AEW world champion. His insecurities cost him his title. So, overall, it's a very good pay-per-view. Yep. I know that it was a bit of a rocky start, but I thought it was a very, very good pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, you get no argument out of me. Um, 
I enjoyed it. Yeah, some of the stuff didn't play it how you want it, but that's not what you're looking at it being good or bad. It's you know they're not trying to. No, I mean just even match quality. It could it was a bit rocky. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But all in all, you know the the overall quality I thought was just another AEW cracking pot or yeah. cracking uh, pay per view. There's one thing for sure they will always deliver. Mm. Say, even if the build up like uh, like I said with House of Black. Um, Death Triangle stuff, even though the build got really sort of messy, um, like mm. the 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 blow off made it worth it. In my eyes, anyway. I mean, between uh, between Phoenix were injuries and apparently Pack was having visa troubles and stuff. That's why the two of them were sort of there and back and there and back. So so it's good to see that that's all sort of fixed out. And we've I don't know if that I mean is is this how the Death Triangle House of Black stuff finishes or I would think so. I would hope so. Um, <laughs> I know it's sort of uh, the the heels got the you know got the the win in the end, but I think it's necessary for them to be like a legitimate. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and they are very very popular heels. And hopefully, hopefully we get trios, mm-hmm. and that gives us trios to chase. Um, I would definitely maybe how they would be my guess for who would be the first team to hold those titles. Ah. But yeah, we've got quite a few trios, and it's not hard to put one. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got a wee bit of time left to, to talk about some game news. Not that there's been a lot. No, things have been fairly quiet this week. So we are on the run-up to uh, not E3, Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley's bets mm. on the 9th of June. That would explain why things have been so quiet. And also, like, you know, things keep getting laid. Like, the, the, the COVID stuff is starting to catch up with the release schedules now so i i think this year is going to be quiet in general when it comes to games i think you're 100 right there um i mean do we have actually any news stories did we catch anything there, there's there's some small things uh we got the a, a trailer for uh pal world which is a developer that does that black desert dream game ah, yes. where it's like pokemon except Apparently, you shoot them with rifles, and, and the Pokemon. <laughs> it had, was that the one that had that really unique look, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the graphic, it looks impressive, um, but it's just weird. You catching these uh, <clears throat> cartoony creatures, and then the next thing you know, you're this boy firing a fucking double barrel shotgun at one of them that looks like <laughs> oh, I can't even remember the name of the Pokemon. It looks like, but um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an a odd weird. twist. It is. Um, one for you here. Neve Campbell is going to be in that Twisted Metal TV show. Aye. Um, again, no idea who's... They didn't announce who she's playing. They don't know, do they? No, I just think they oh. have announced... Yeah. Mackie's character is the only person we really know. Well, you have Anthony Mackie, John Doe, uh, Thomas yep. Hayden Church as Agent Stone. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah, the, you've got Stephanie uh, Beatrice. Don't think they've said who she would be. And no. then, uh, obviously, you, the, your guy playing Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. His voice will be perfect for that. I'm seeing one... Just that big, deep... Yeah, yeah. Aye, he'll he'll do that. It's Will Arnett. Good. Uh, Raven? Oh! Is that a character you're familiar with? As potentially... Yes. Yep. That would be a good shout for Neve Campbell, actually. Mm. That would be a good shout for her. She used to drive the shadow, which was the hearse, and she used to shoot the the her, uh, the coffins out of the back. And in the 2012 version of Twisted Metal, there was actually people in the coffin screaming to be let out. That got censored <laughs> sure in the not. UK version. <coughs> yeah, people can't. I have that. the American. 
Yeah, I have the American version where they're screaming and shouting. Explains your uh, your text. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Stubbs the Zombie, actually. That's that's the noise Stubbs makes when he dies. So here's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Capcom have announced uh, or launched a Dragon's Dogma anniversary website. They have not yes. announced a Dragon's Dogma game. No. But we've got this website. I think Dragon's Dogma was a bit of a sleeper hit for them. Um, mm. I like it. I, I've bought it too many times. I think I've bought that game three times. Yeah. Um, it was one I never played now. You can get it on the Switch. Oh, can you? Or the PS4 or the PC or the Xbox One. Um, Wait, do you have played it though? Would it be something I would play? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <I> think <laughs> Thanks so. for warning me before I went and bought it. Um, it got a shitty anime, a Netflix anime. It, that's right, it did. For no reason whatsoever. But uh, yeah, so why are you doing this? Are you making a sequel? Please don't do a remaster because fed up with that shit. Um, there's been a rumor of a Dragon's Dogma 2. Do you mind that? Uh, oh, I was a couple of probably a couple of years ago now. The Nvidia they were doing their cloud streaming thing, and a bunch of game names leaked. Like yes, that's you know, right. Gears of War six and all. Um, <clears throat> no one over the last uh, between now and then, a lot of the games on that list have been announced. Um, so materialized. Here's a weird thing on this. <laughs> Eurogamer story, they're all like uh, talking about that. This is, says also rumored it was a Dragon's Dogma online. It wasn't a fucking rumor. I've played that. Yeah. It was a Japan only release. Um, so you had to do VPN shit to play it. But uh, yeah, you, you, can, mm. you can still play that. Uh, it's not very good. So I hope that's not the thing <laughs> releasing that over here. I'd definitely play it. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Uh, about that last week or did we uh, Evil Dead the game the data mining to we did um, data, data mine the most fucking obvious thing ever that Ruby and her demons would be in it yes and this week very quickly they data mined uh, that there will be mini guns and cars with guns on the back of them in Evil Dead yes but this is what I was thinking uh, you, have you watched all three seasons now yes remember uh, the big thing yes <laughs> Let's, let's, I reckon not, insta- let's not do spoilers because yep, yep. there might be a people interested yep. in that. Yep. So instead of the dark ones, it could be that you're fighting instead. That would be cool. I also had another idea. Is mm-hmm. after that again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That has to be a map or something, definitely. Mm. And we need that skin. We need that skin for him as well. Would you know what he's wearing at the end? Yes. That, that would be fucking cool as well. Yes, we need that map and we need that skin. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Yeah, that's a it's 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 good that that's got a got itself off there a nice solid start. Mm. Um, Battlefield twenty forty two news. Why not? They are deprioritizing Hazard Zone, which is uh, probably a nice way of saying uh, fuck this. No one wants to play it. Hazard Zone. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. That's how bad it is. Hang on, no. What mode's that? It's the mode. That's kind of like Escape from Tarkov, where you drop in with your team and you have to get the data uh, and yes. get out. Yeah, I played that twice, I think. It's push. Uh, it's not great. Uh, yeah, you're not the only one that did that, so no more of that. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever turn that around? 2042? Mm. I don't think they care. <laughs> I think, I honestly think they have abandoned ship and they are working on something new now. 
because they were there was talk of all. I mean, you think about it now. That's been out nearly. Oh, you're talking seven or eight months now. And normally by this stage, they have released weapons or a map or something. Yeah, I I saw it compared to what they had released for Battlefield 4 by now. Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, it's like multiple maps, piles Mm -hmm. of weapons. Um, I think they announced a new opera or whatever they're calling. They call them in it. Um, Oh, the specialists? But fuck me, hey, it's... uh, I know people compare this to the launch of 4 being being a disaster as well, but it had somehow gotten itself by this stage. Now, you'd know better than mm-hmm. I would, but it hadn't it got itself more into shape at this stage than 2042 Three months in the Battlefield 4. Three months in the Battlefield 4, and it was it was flying, so it was. Uh, this just is, doesn't... It, I know it's been like a, maybe a couple of months since we last played, but it just... There doesn't seem to be anything changing noticeably at all no but even even those patch notes that they've put out hey they're just there's there's still people can't be revived beside a wall that's still a thing like what the Uh, fuck Uh, i think they've they've jumped up and they're i mean they said uh, was it two three months ago they said i were were taking these lessons and moving them on to the next battlefield and you're like hang on whoa 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 like 2042 is out six months what are you talking about here but i don't know man um like even I know I know obviously Battlefield Four had the premium pass, so you're paying for the DLC and all. And people say, oh, that's why it came out so quick. But even Battlefield Five, where the DLC was free, like we at this point, I know they hadn't released the the war in the Pacific at this point, but that was a, like a year after. But we still had like at least I think it was three maps and a bunch of guns and stuff had at least been put yeah. into the game. Yeah. And they at least still had like the cool like I know they have the weekly missions in 2042 now for your gun skin. But like for Battlefield Five, they were doing like the missions where you could get the battle coin and that stuff like that, and you could buy sort of cool stuff for your soldiers and all, and buy like you know, you know, uniforms and you know, customize your soldier. But yeah, with twenty forty two, they're I don't know, man. I, I think they've seen that it hasn't done well. EA have obviously seen that it's flopped, and I think they've turned the dice and went right. Make your next one. Make it good this time. <laughs> People will not trust. They can't do that. Nah. But now there's rumors of a new Battlefront as well. <sighs> I assume that's not the same mm. team. That- Dude, is it the same? I don't know. Do the di- I know Dice makes the last two Battlefronts. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably a different team. Couldn't, couldn't. Maybe that would explain why it's broken. <laughs> it's hard uh, to beat them original Battlefronts. I love them. I'm not even a Star mm. Wars fan, but I enjoyed the original Battlefronts. Yeah, well, the the the, the other ones I mean, are bad. Yeah, the, like, oh, especially but, Battlefront Two. They just got fucked with EA being greedy cunts. I, I, but I think the problem with the first Battlefront is they made this amazing looking game but there was like four maps and not much to do in it yeah <laughs> so they, they released a very bare bones but the second one i can say it was just ea going loot boxes and pay to win fire that in yes yes um aye. uh sony's been announcing more teams well oh that's right horizons zero dawn and fucking gran turismo which is apparently going to be a uh a movie a movie by that guy, Jurassic Nine. How? Oh, the, the that guy, the guy that done Chappie and all that there. Yes, yes, that guy. Right. Do you know how it's going to work? How the cars are the cars are sentient, right? <laughs> so they're just and making Disney's cars. They're making a a grand or not a Top Gear version of Disney's cars. Like, what if Disney's cars was made for actual car lovers? So all these cars, like when no one's looking, they all race on this racetrack and shit. And it's going to be a story of this wee underling car trying to be accepted by all the big Lambos and stuff. There you go. 
I honestly, I at first went, what? And then went, no, wait, something makes sense here because the guy that makes the Gran Turismo games is a massive car head. Yeah. He loves his cars. I could see him wanting to do like a really like detailed, like almost, he could do like a documentary type of, oh, here's the history of this type of car because he's really into his car mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Uh, each episode like, could be about a car or something. Uh, then it's, but it's like, oh, it's a film directed by uh, Neil Blomkamp. Uh, okay. It's like, what the fuck? What? Like, I know that they, they, they announced God of War and they announced Horizon as well, which makes yeah. sense. You know, they're story-driven games. But Gran Turismo is like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned about... Uh, no, you didn't mention here, but the Destroy All Humans 2 is coming out. Yes, that's been uh, the, the, the remake. They're releasing that. Um, although the odd thing about this is that... Uh, two seconds. Yes. Aye, 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 aye. Sorry, I thought my microphone was playing up there. Sorry about that. Um, um, uh, so the thing about this is uh, they've uh, they've announced they're making Destroy All Humans 2, and it's out in the end of the 30th of August, but mm. there is also a standalone multiplayer thing. Right. So so I don't know if this is a separate thing or it comes with Destroy All Humans 2 or how it's going to work, but it's basically just a bunch of multiplayer modes for Destroy All Humans. But it's its own. It's not part of Destroy All Humans too. It's its own separate thing. So I just find that a bit odd. It's like, why are you not just making a multiplayer yeah. mode in Destroy All Humans too? So there was no multiplayer originally. There was a, there, there was always a sort of two player split screen, you know, story co op thing. Yeah. So two people could just play through Destroy All Humans together. But there was never like a competitive, you know, like multiplayer. I think now you're not just talking team deathmatch. It's because obviously you've got all crypto's abilities. Now it's like who can abduct the most humans and all, and you're flying around in your saucers trying to batter each other and abduct the humans at the same time and shit like that. So it's gonna be all weird, silly things. But I don't know if this is like, do you have to buy this separately along with destroy all humans too? I don't know how that's working. Uh, Bit of an odd one. Those games are just fine. Yeah, they're just die. They're about a crack. I mean, I have the first remake on the PlayStation and. I never finished it, but I started it and went. Yep, they have literally just taken it's. It's kind of like a blue point ver a blue point remake. They don't change the gameplay. They just go. Here's a really pretty version of Destroy All Humans. Well, if your gameplay is solo need, mm. oh, they 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 added a few actually. You know, sort of. Uh, what what do you call it when you make stuff more modern for today's systems? Like quality of life uh, stuff. Quality of life, yes. They added a few quality of life updates and things like that, but the game is still the, the same game. Can't say I'm particularly excited to play it, but... Uh, no, okay. I can't say, I'm, can't say I'm super stoked either. The only thing I'm looking forward to, um, just obviously, uh, as I was saying to yourselves during the week, I've, I've got the office set up now with all the wee mini consoles in it. I've been playing Wipeout and stuff. Um, do you ever play Redout? That sort of Wipeout inspired I know, game? I know, yeah, I know. The sequel's coming out in a couple of weeks' time. It looks really good, so I might pick that up when it comes out. Uh, speaking of sequels, uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order um, sequel, which is called Jedi Survivor, is coming out uh, next year, officially. Oh, that's that, that sort of Souls-inspired Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, sort of. Made by Respawn, crazily. Um, oh, Jesus. actually pretty good. And mm. it was a single-player game, and there were no... Fucking loot boxes or weird currencies or nothing out of EA. <laughs> you weren't building the Jedi Ultimate Team. <laughs> Jedi Ultimate Team. I'm pretty sure that exists somewhere. It's a phone game. I maybe. guarantee it does. Um, it's bindy. 
let's just finish up with this story here. So Embracer Group, the guys that uh, mm. own, they just bought Tomb Raider and that. They're actually, they mm-hmm. own the, the guys that made Evil Dead game. I so, Saber, yes. Yeah, so that's part of theirs. Um, THQ Nordic, uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're, they've started this thing called Embracer Games Archive. Um, mm-hmm. which their intention is to archive many games as they possibly can. Um, now there, there's been efforts to do this by, you know, just non-profit fans. And I don't know how different this will be um, or what way. is Are they doing this purely for the love of games or is this some sort of, we're going to make money of this? But they've already got 50,000 games archived or games, consoles and accessories. Um like physical things mm. um and either looking to build a database and catalog stuff um and work with museums and stuff no no word on is there a way they could make the playable to like if they got the rights to a lot of old stuff uh, so like could, embracer start a streaming service type thing that's what i was kind of thinking would be that'd be kind of cool <laughs> Definitely. Like, here's fifty thousand games. A library of fifty thousand games. Work away. Uh, it's probably a bit ambitious to say, but uh, I don't know. If you're talking old retro stuff, you know that that would be interesting. Just for sort of a, like you'd be able to look back, like you'd be able to click platform or go into platformers and like go back as far, like go year wise and try and find the, one of the original platformers and just have a go at it and see yeah. how things have changed. That would be fucking cool. It's probably an absolute nightmare in terms of like, you know, what all the Nintendo games, what, what happens there while they're third party or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, it's just a weird thing. Yeah. I, I'm guessing there's there's a bit of trying to get in good graces with it, but if even if their their reasons are marketing stuff, it's good that that stuff gets done, um, so Aye. things don't disappear. Hundred percent. Because if I'd, I'd even be sort of chuffed if they well, it depend on where it is, like, but it would be cool if they even turned it into like some type of you know museum to go through and. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the things that they said there, and they want to collaborate with museums, so maybe it might be a thing that tours. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be class. I, yeah. I'd be up for going to see something like that, too. Yeah, see all. This Embracer group seems a pretty cool yeah. bunch of dudes, I'm worried. So it's, it's a bunch of devs, I'm pretty sure, that came together to create this sort of investment group. Um, they, mm. they seem like... <laughs> find it hard to trust groups like that but they seem know, like it's, it's purely in, interested in in games because it, it started with it like you know tsq nordic um them buying out mm. all the thq stuff and sort of them becoming embracer group uh but yeah it's it seems like their hearts in the right place for now mm. we'll see what for happens. Now. but um yeah i think that'll do us for this week mm. Back next week with whatever dynamite. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, interesting to see. Like it was like double or nothing was very the end of a lot of things. Let's see where it goes to next. So. Yep. uh, Yeah, it's it's gonna make certain. But who's uh, gonna be who's gonna be Punk's first challenger? Do you think? Oh fuck. Lance Archer, because it's always Lance Archer. (laughs) (laughs) True, it's always. Someday he'll be somebody's first challenger and take the belt from them. (laughs) Everyone will be shocked. 
Hey, yeah, you wouldn't see it coming. But, uh, yep. yeah, let's hope something bigger happens in games. I doubt it. We're all, next week will be a week out from the E3 replacement. And yep. all the undue hype will start swirling around. Everyone will get way overexcited for things and then be disappointed when it comes out. Because that's how this shit always goes. But I guess yep. we'll find out next week. Till then, see you later. Bye.